Hi there, Catsuit. Hi there, Nookie. Wait, I wasn't expecting you right now. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to stop by and tell everyone about our event coming up Valentine's weekend. You mean the three-day education and social event focusing in on dating and relationships for kinky folks called the Kinky Dating Something Something and Love Blah 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 event? We've got great speakers lined up, including me. Yeah, also Lexi Silver, Zach Budd, Unruly Nerd Girl, and I'll even be presenting a four-hour workshop. Don't worry, it's in two parts about how to defuckify your dating and create a profile and a life that weeds out what you don't want and attracts what you do. Registration is open now. And the first 500 people get in free, so don't hesitate. Get registered at datingkinky.com slash dating dash love dash event. It's a great opportunity to learn from the people you love about the people you hope to love. I know it's on my Valentine's Day calendar. Chocolates are optional. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky connections and kinky education. It's kinky done differently. women and other wonderful humans want. A frank and fun conversation about the way people approach each other for romance, relationships, friendships, or other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by a guy. And now, here is your host. Hi there, Catsuit. Hello there, Nookie, and welcome to What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, a look into the beginning of traditional and non-traditional relationships from the first impression to the messaging that finally wins people over. I'm John, known around some parts as Hi There, Catsuit, and today we will visit with a woman who brings confessions to life each week. It's time to pull down the covers. Each week, Dear Nikki uses her amazing voice and wonderful voiceover skills to read confessions and fantasies from people both known and anonymous from all over the world. Her podcast, In Bed with Nikki, shows what really goes on inside the bedroom and other amazing places. Now it's time to get in bed with Nikki. It's the first five. And as always, we start with the first five. Five questions about things that are first. Okay. And if you want to answer in your sultry voice, since we're just starting this out and people haven't heard you yet, you're more than welcome to. But I'm not going to talk like this because it weirds my queen out when I do that. (laughs) (laughs) So best first impression you've ever gotten from somebody? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I am a type of woman that loves directness. But there has been one time, and I don't remember the line he used. I'm not a big proponent of lines from anybody, but he used a line. But it was it was like a combination between the two, um, because I'm I'm really a smart ass. So <laughs> if you were to come up and say a, a line, it just wouldn't do anything for me. And 
I, yeah, I just, I'm come impress me, but I think the best line wasn't a line really. And he was across the bar and here I was, and I, he was great looking. He had the whiskey in his hand. Just when you think of a man, I mean, that was him. It was a man. And I caught him checking me out very in a subtle way. And so I had this low cut blouse on and I would start running my finger, not provocatively, but very subtly down the, the middle of my chest, very slowly. And I would catch his eye. And then I finally went all the way and wipe my lip with it. And I thought, okay, if he shies away, this is crap and he's done. I'm not interested, but he winked. <laughs> and I thought that's awesome. <laughs> so that to me was one of the most memorable first impressions I've ever gotten. I don't know if you wanted to go sexy or not, but yeah. Either way <laughs> is perfectly fine. <laughs> First time you used your voice to your advantage. Mm. You know, I don't know if I noticed I'm doing it or not. <laughs> That's bad. Um, Have you ever turned it up when somebody's called you for the first time and said, hello? I this always, is Nikki. I do. That's exactly how I answer. I said, um, as in, They'll call me and I'll hear the, you know, I answer and I said, hi, this is Nikki. And then there's always a pause and I'm like, and then they'll always say, oh God, you do sound sexy. And they hung up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but Best? I guess you, oh, go I ahead. Guess, no, I'm sorry. I guess you could say that there's, there's times where I can tell that if a guy's on the fence, I might drop it in an octave and and push a little, but if I, it's like, you can feel if you can or can't, I think you understand what I'm saying. It's like, if you feel like you can, you do. And you, if you don't, um, there's times, I don't know if I'm a bull into China shop. So sometimes I push too hard. It's learning the push and pull. I love when somebody can push back and I know I can give it a little. Yeah. Best first <laughs> date ever. Oh, Best first date. Um, I was in my 20s and I was at an Oklahoma State football team game. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that's where I went to school. And this older gentleman sat next to me the whole game. And afterward, he asked me to go out. Well, at the time, there was a bar there. And the only bar I knew was called the Wormy Dog. And they had Penny Beer Night at the Wormy Dog, which was on Thursdays. When we didn't go to the Wormy Dog. And we went there and it was the best conversation because that's what stimulates me is um, I'm sapiosexual. So hearing someone in talk to me in an intelligent way and he was able to talk to me about entomology and uh, yeah, in pirate history. And we talked about everything it was it was really I was ready to he could have went to hometown <laughs> he could have had a home run as soon as he started talking about entomology and pirate history definitely so it wasn't Eskimo Joe isn't it Eskimo Joe's in Stillwater isn't that Absolutely. the famous okay but we didn't go there no that's no, yeah that's where, that's where the tourists go isn't it, it yeah it is and after a game it, yeah forget it 
and uh, women all across the world are going sports ball. Um, mm -hmm. First dick pic you received and your reaction to it. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> I don't understand dick pics. It's I'm one of those women that don't even stand stripper clubs. I don't I, I don't get it. I, I just I'm the then my best friend. She's married to a guy that stripped his way through college. And he told me, he goes, you would be the one we'd pick on. I'm like, I know, I know, I know I would be. Um, but first dick pic, I was not impressed. It was okay, but I didn't know what to say. So I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, what do you like? Think about it. I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I'm a complete dork at times, but I didn't know what to say. I mean, like, I'm like, well, do I lie? Cause I hate lying. Or do I be a really bad person and go, yeah, not happen. So I was like, okay, <laughs> look over there. I'm running away. <laughs> First time you felt like you had to block somebody. Yeah. Um, I am really, really generous and sometimes overly generous when it talks to blocking somebody. Um, I probably give too, way too many chances. And learning to say no has been one of the biggest steps I've taken. And I had a gentleman that I just raised my rates because I had to. I was so busy. I had to. And he said, well, if you lower it back to where it was, because I was a great customer. And that to me just turned me off right there. He said, I'll call you more often. Well, I, you know, and I started doing the math of the free minutes that he wanted. I wouldn't have made any money. Wow. I'd actually been giving him more, you know, and it just, I thought, you know, how shallow are you? If he would have approached it a different way, I probably could have negotiated someone, but I wasn't even interested because it was shallow. And so I, I told him, I said, there are free lines. And I said, you know, I basically just blocked him. That was my no, hard no. So yeah, you never fuck with somebody's ability to make money. That's my biggest thing, biggest thing. And it was very shallow and inappropriate what he did little bit of entitlement there. Just a little bit. <laughs> Two people getting to know each other, just like we did in high school. Here is Seven Minutes in Heaven. This is where I try to find out a little bit more about you. Okay. So as you are able to answer the questions as we go along, people will know a little bit more about you. <laughs> so what is your biggest turn on? Oh, just a man that can be real. I love a real man. I like directness. I'm a direct person. I, I'm a very black and white girl, um, very little gray. Um, I like to mean what I say and say what I mean. And I try very hard to live by that. So you would get my attention by being the same way. And I don't mean being a nasty or a jerk or anything like that. I just, just be real, just be real. That's the biggest thing that I think that isn't out there anymore is being real. And sometimes you have to cut through a lot of bullshit and I don't have time for bullshit. And I, I'm one of those that here it is, this is me, take it or leave it so we can move on kind of thing. But directness and honest 
And make me laugh. Make me laugh. I love a guy that can tell a good joke and just make me laugh. And um, be able to talk to me. Like I said, my best date. I mean, we sat there for hours. I mean, I don't expect anybody to be able to talk entomology and pirate history with me. (laughs) Because those are two obscure subjects that if I had to do that in a dating pool, I would never probably go on a date. (laughs) Humor seems to be something that so many women want in the men that they go out with. But I once had an improv director tell me, I don't want you to be funny. I want you to be real. Because if you're real, the funny will happen naturally. Exactly. Exactly. I don't want you to sit down and tell me bad jokes or show me bad memes. Just be yourself. I think if you're naturally going to flow, it's going to happen with you just being you. That's why... You know, when you date, usually your real date doesn't happen till the third date. Because that by then you're starting to knock down a little bit of a wall. So, yeah, but make me laugh. So do first dates sometimes turn into more of an interview or is that okay? I think they do. Um, I have a regular that he got divorced and um, he left his wife because, well, they broke up actually because it just wasn't working and he knew he needed something else sexually that she wasn't willing to give. And he said, I dated around in it for a year. And then it, it really hit me that to go on these dates, they were an interview. And so when I interviewed for a job, I had to be direct. And when he would start dating, he goes, I'd go on the first date to do the light fluff stuff and fe- just feel if there was any kind of chemistry there. He said, by the second date, I was, com- I was, everything was out on the table. This is what I need. And this is what I want. And let's not waste any of our time. And he is older. And I'm finding that I, when I talk to someone older, I would say late thirties, and that's kind of young to mine and your age. 45 and 43, we are more direct on our first and second dates that, you know, not that we're dying or anything, but let's just cut out the petty bullshit. This is what I want. Can you do it? You know, and, and, and let's see where we meet in the middle. So I, yeah, I would say we're first date can be a fluff or I don't know. What is something that a man can do that really impresses you on a date? Mm. to impress me I'm very simple I don't have to have the expensive restaurants you don't have to drive a fancy car just be real and if it's just spending the day with me on a road trip or meeting for ice cream or coffee I I've had several dates where coffee's turned into hey let's have a brunch or and you just sit there and talk for hours. And, but and I, sometimes that's not possible either. So a, a perfect date would just be simple and clean and, you know, just, just be real, you know. What is something that someone can do on a date that would make you go, this isn't going to work, time to end? First impression would put me on caution is you better smell clean. You better smell clean um, and not over perfumed or cologne. Uh, that's a turnoff for me. And that would be like, no, hard, no rudeness. 
I hate rude people. I don't care how good you look. If you're rude, I don't care how much money you make or anything else. Just that will be a, I'm out of here. Um, again, it just, I'm very simple. So it does, it, it would take a, a lot for me to like, nope, this isn't it. I, I try to make it work. I'm one of those, let's just try to power through and then no, but it, you know, yeah. Maybe picking their nose or chewing loud would be another one for me. That, that would be like, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Bad boys or good boys? Oh. See, I find the quiet ones are always the kinkiest, in my opinion. <laughs> However, the quiet ones are sometimes too shy to act on the kink. And the bad boys sometimes can be, you know, a little too bad. Like, I don't want a mass murder or anything like that. But, you know, you know Ted Bundy was not attractive to me. So <laughs> I was not a fan club, would not have been his fan club. But I, if I could, I think someone in the middle, that's well balanced. But, the, but then again, how do you find, I think that's the perfect question for everybody. How do you find your well balanced to bad and good? Like, um, like me, you know, I, I want someone that can dominate and be, um, controlling in the bedroom that knows how to take control and show me wants, but I don't want it to bleed over to what I do for a living. I'm very stubborn that way. <laughs> so, yeah, but I would say depending on the mood, but again, you don't want somebody too good that doesn't know how to say, um, I'd like to spank you tonight. But then again, you don't want someone to say, you know, out in public, make a big announcement that he, he's got a 11 inch and cock. He's going to ram up your ass tonight or fill the full restaurant. So <laughs> it's finding a fine line, I guess. Since uh, they're knocking at the door, because we, we've been in here too long for seven minutes, I'm going to ask you really quickly, um, since we are <laughs> presented by Dating Kinky, what's the kinkiest thing somebody's ever wanted you to do? I have done the kinkiest thing someone wanted me to do. Yeah. So no. you are going to get to find out that something I haven't told my listeners. Ooh. <laughs> in my 20s, I was in a polyandry relationship and with two men. <laughs> I'm blushing over here. One night I came home from college and actually he was the guy that talked etymology and pirate history with me and um I got home to their house and they had a box on the bed and they said put this on and nothing underneath now this is the 90s so it was not you know we're talking a Walkman so all I had was um I'm pointing to my eyes now that you can't see so I you know I covered my eyes and then the headphones they came into the room they touched me and to make a long story short eventually a couple other hands touched me so i had experiences with other men with them when they left we've continued my men and i continued our relationship and we got dressed we always went out on a friday night so on the way there on the way to the restaurants they tell me we're meeting some friends for drinks Either one, some, or all of them were there. We're not going to tell you, 
And to this day, I still don't know who. Wow. Yeah. I'm blushing now. <laughs> Let's take time out to talk about one of my friends, Kitten Flow. She's got a really cool company called Lucky Kitten Colors. It's pet play gear handmade by a kitten. And I actually have some good kitten friends who absolutely would love these kind of collars. She makes collars adorned with colorful chains and bells of all sizes, adjustable ears and lots of fun neon and pastel colors that will stay on even when you're upside down. Harnesses and tails, harnesses to use with your own tail and fuzzy heart, tummy crop tops. Everything is made to adjust to almost any body type. She'll also take custom orders if you can dream it. Chances are she can make it. The shop can be found at etsy.com slash shop slash Lucky Kitten Collars. And you can find her on Instagram at Lucky Kitten Collars. And since we know women and other wonderful humans love to save some money, we're going to do that for you. Use the code WANT20 for a coupon for 20% off your purchase. That's WANT20 for 20% off your order just for being one of our listeners to the show. So check out her store, etsy.com slash shop slash Lucky Kitten Collars. Lucky Kitten Collars, fantastic things for pet play. Take it from someone called Katsu. <laughs> Hi, this is Jane Boone, the author of the novel Edge Play. It's a revenge fantasy where the big short meets 50 shades of gray. Only the women wield the whips and the billionaires submit. You can find it at Amazon in paperback or for your Kindle. And be sure to check out my episode with Tara Indiana right here on What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want. Thank you. You know you've gotten those messages you just have to talk about. So now we will. It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give me an example of a good message that somebody has sent to you. And it was actually recently. And he's from India. And he is a listener of my show. And he told me, thank you. He said, for living in a country that they're not allowed to explore sexualness or their sexuality or explore it. Um, before marriage, this made him feel okay that it was to have the desires that he has. And he thanked me for sending out the positive message of the positive of the sexiness of, of exploring. And because until then, he felt like he was going to remain a virgin until he got married and that he felt like a freak for having desires and wanting to explore them. And he told me, thank you. So that was the best thing that, um, I've heard recently. Yeah. You do a very, very hot podcast. There's no, <laughs> there's no other way of putting it because even when you're talking about simple things, there is this sensuality that comes out about you. Right. And even when you're reading things, there's this sensuality that comes out about you. Mm -hmm. Do guys assume you are that way all the time? Or do you actually get some that realize there's dear Nikki, and then there's the real human that happens to have dear Nikki's voice. I have 
a few that do, and they've actually reached out and said hello. And as I was telling you before you started hitting record, there's someone that they've actually from day one since the meeting me on Twitter and being a podcaster himself has actually treated me like just a person, which has been nice, but it is very hard to find people to actually see that I'm have more, like I can talk football, baseball, pirate history, etymology. I am a real person, but everything I say in my podcast, everything I think is me. So there you, it's like I said, I would, I would in a relationship do the things that I'm saying. There is no, I'm a bigger rainbow than just what you hear. So you get to hear that intimate side of me or get to know that slice of me before, if you decide to reach out and say hello, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Having talked to people like fetish models, like Christina Carter and Nisa Nevers and uh, Mm -hmm. Adara Jordan, so many people see them 24 seven as the characters they portray, the ones with the makeup, the ones with the outfits, the ones with not the outfits as the case may be. Is it sometimes hard to separate the two because you're saying that the person that's talking is the person that is actually you, but Mm -hmm. are there times when men will just not get it and just say, well, you know, this, this has to be you. You have to always talk this way. Otherwise I can't, I can't deal with it. This is what I want. You know what I'm finding? Some people think I get millions of messages like on Twitter and everything. I don't. Um, I don't, I've been told that maybe I'm too real and that's scary, but I'm also a big personality once you get to know me um, and realize that I, I am that way. And the best example I can say is I had a regular and he stopped calling me for a while and he called me a few months later because we got to really know each other our days in and out. And, you know, that's, that's just how it happens. And when he called me back, he said, do you know why I stopped calling? And I said, no, I just figured, you know, you found somebody else. It's like ice cream. You want to try different flavors. He said, you were too real. Hmm. And I was like, too real. And it made me, made me think, but I don't have a problem turning it off on and off. And maybe just because I am a kinky person, but I, but there's times that I do want someone just to sit and have a conversation with me, just to have a conversation with me. But then I find my head going back to kink and how it works in life, even just at a grocery store and not to plug the book, but the 50 says that you know what I'm talking about when he talks about going to the hardware store Mm -hmm. that does happen with me too so I am the person that looks in when I people watch some people will go oh god what are they wearing I'm like I'm trying to figure out what's in their closet and what makes them tick (laughs) yes going to the home depot and seeing tie downs Yes, I'd like some and some of those and some of those. Oh, I'm in the chain department. Oh, this is where I happen to be. The one, the one time I've actually brought out, and I'm not a dom, and I, and I think you can figure that out by listening to me more sensual. But the one time I was able to bring it out is we, I was with somebody going through funeral arrangements. And the funeral director was a jerk. 
And he kept railroading her. And I just sat in the back and watched. And I pegged him. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And after everybody filed out, you know, getting everything squared away, I, I kind of shut the door. I, I told the person I'd be out there in a minute, the person I was with. And he kind of looked at me. I said, just trust me, I'll be there. And I said, what color are you wearing? And his eyes went big. So I knew what I, he was, I knew he knew what I was talking about. And I said, your mistress would be very scared, would be very, very, very disappointed in you. I said, do we need to call your goddess and tell her what an ass hat you've been? Wow. And he looked at me and I said, you will apologize to this woman or I'll make sure this whole town knows that you like butt plugs and panties. And we both know you're in a town that you don't want that to happen. And, and not, she got most of her money back because of that. That's beautiful. I mean, it was very uncalled for. Otherwise I wouldn't have stepped there because I, like I told you, you don't fuck with somebody's ability to make money, but he, he overstepped the bounds. So <laughs> I get in the car and he goes, what did you do? I said, I asked him what kind of color panties he was wearing and telling him I was going to call his goddess if he didn't straight up. He goes, oh my God. <laughs> when you started that story, yeah. you said, I pegged him from the beginning which of course has a much different connotation yes. <laughs> in kink. Yeah, it does. But when you get to the end of the story, that's exactly what you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but you know, only certain people can bring that out in me. I don't know what it is. I know I have it in me, but I prefer the sensual side and I prefer playing with people's senses more than I do the, the hard side. But people like that brings it out in me just like that. One of the things that a lot of my friends have said to me, especially those who kind of know I'm doing a podcast, because I haven't really made it in public with my, yeah. quote, vanilla friends saying, hey, right. I'm doing this podcast. Some I've <laughs> shared it with, right. and I'm sharing it with more and more people because I'm very proud of, of what we do here. Yeah. The thing that I wanted to talk to you about because of that is you obviously make money with your voice and your sexiness. Mm -hmm. But anybody can use a voice or sexiness, no matter who they are. What is it that you can suggest to women who may feel shy, who may feel reserved, who may feel that I can't do that? Any advice for them to how to kind of kick it up a notch in the bedroom or even in the back row of a movie theater? If they're just using their voice, it's, it's easy. And the simplest thing I can say is remember growing up and you were whatever, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, anything. You had to it, bring up Wonder Woman, didn't you? Actually, it's the first thing that popped into my head. I, I almost went with She-Ra, but I was wondering if anybody would remember who She-Ra is. But then I found out they're redoing She-Ra and she doesn't look like She-Ra. But anyway. Uh, but my friends love the reboot, by the way. Continue. For me, and I was raised by my father. And, I, and I, I'll come back and somehow get into this. Um. Like you, I took this because I was, I, I was laid off and I thought, you know what, why not? And 
I started with a place that it was just very vanilla. It was like light flirting. You couldn't even say, you could say fornication, but you couldn't say sex and fuck. It was very, very, very. But is, is this the e-harmony of night flirt? I know, right? It's not night flirt. It's light flirt. I don't, I don't even think they're around anymore, but I thought if I can't do that, there's no way I can go all the way. And now that I think back at it, it was harder to do that than it is to do what I do now. But really, it's just about the connection. You listen to him and you just listen. And if he doesn't give you or the he or her or whoever doesn't give you, well, I don't know, then start playing with words and listen to the way he or they respond. And they may never tell you they like certain things, but their breathing will their body reactions will, the goosebumps will. You have to learn to listen to body language and the listening because there's a lot of calls I get. It's dead silent where they don't say a thing. Mm. And from doing this for 15 years, you just have to keep going and really, really pay attention. And there's sometimes it's a matter of fact, I have a, a guy that had to mute everything and he would only answer me in chat. So I had no clue if if I was going or not. And I kept telling me, keep going because if you sucked, he'd have hung up by now. <laughs> that had but, to be so difficult because I know at least in scenes and also in, in just having sex, you go with the response. That's what you feed off of. Oh yeah. And to not be able to have any of that. Oh, I, I can only imagine how difficult it is. But for doing this 15 years, I, I have finally told myself I have to be decent at what I do. I've been around 15 years. The, I remember training girls and you really can't really train for this industry. But the first thing I tell them is pay attention to general topics. And then the first thing some girls will say is I don't like sports. I'm like, well, I don't like all of them either. I couldn't even tell you any basketball player except for the big ones, but I can tell you the Lakers won it all. That's all you really need to know. I said, if you pick up on keywords, they'll run with it. And back to what I was saying about my dad, my dad always told me, if you don't take care of your house and everything in it and be willing to redecorate and change things and go with the flow, somebody else will come along and take those things that you took advantage of or you took for granted. So I don't know if he was talking about redecorating my house. <laughs> I actually think it was the other. I really think that was my sex talk growing up, but, mm -hmm. and I've taken it to heart and he would always tell me every once in a while, he would throw out little things of, you know, when you're in a relationship, it doesn't matter if you're not into what he's into, but just go, it, that shows support. And so I've really taken that over to what I do. And so I think why some people tell me I'm so real when it comes across the phone, because when you call me, I do make a bubble for us. So there's nobody else exists except for who you bring into the conversation or who you don't. It's just you and I and whatever else you want. And that's what it is. And, that, and that's the way it should be with your, you know, whoever you're with at that time anyway. That's why I was saying what I say on my podcast or what I do in a call would obviously what it would be with you in a relationship. I'm curious, have you ever had women call you 
And if so, how interesting was that? I've had five in 15 years. Women don't call that often. I have one that I actually like, and I find her kink. I never thought of this. I have a lot of men that like pantyhose fetish, and I got that. But she has one, too. She takes, um, is it Catherine? I can't think of the She wears these high brand pantyhose. Hmm. I swear it's Catherine something. But anyway, the seam that goes along in the crotch, she likes to rub that against her clit. And that's how I play with her. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder what her reaction would be if you said the word Wolford in very sexual language. Wolford. (laughs) There are people with that fetish, indeed. I actually know of a woman, have not spoken to her, but I've reached out to her for the podcast named Christina, who that's what she does. Oh. That's all she does. See, a guy will tell me to put, this is how simple I am. And I'll do it, but I hate pantyhose and thigh highs. They make me itch <laughs> and they feel like like a second layer of skin for me, but I'll do it for the guy I'm with. But otherwise I'd rather wear a dress with, with you know, just a nice pair of shiny legs. and <laughs> not... Well, see, the funny thing is you've just described what gets to me. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a good set of thigh highs and a garter belt. <laughs> Well, see, to me, and this makes me a little bit different than a lot of guys, is I like the imagination to be left there. If a woman were to show up with absolutely no clothes on, it would take me a while to get turned on. Yeah. And that's because I like to discover things. And yes, I have a fetish that has been around since I was a kid. And I've explained this on the podcast a couple of times that my parents never gave me the talk. So the first time that anything ever happened to me sexually, I happened to be watching Catwoman and Batman and something happened. And I went, Uh what was that? (laughs) And the second time, what was that? And then eventually I figured out what it was, but each time it was either Catwoman, Batgirl or Emma Peel. Well, you, you know, you say that, but I remember being in high school and all the girls would sit around and say how great these guys were. And of course, I didn't date anybody in my high school. I'm still this way. I, I don't like, I'm very private in that. Um, and I just didn't want anybody in high school. Everybody knows your shit. So I just, yeah, I refused to, even though there's two, I would have. No, they went, that was the, rule, the first hard and fast rule. So I never did. But I remember listening to these girls and I remember the guy I was dating at the time, we would have sex. And I'm thinking, this isn't doing anything for me. So I really thought something was wrong with me. Really, really bad. And when I met my two men, you know, at the football game, they showed me so much and opened me to kink and exploration and sensuality and, you know, submitting and things like that. And I was like, well, thank God I didn't become a nun. (laughs) Well, in my particular case, I was involved in uh, 
two high school relationships, both of whom lived a plane ride away from me. Mm -hmm. Both of them were really good. One was one was uh, pretty much a good girl. The other one knew how to seduce me quite well. In college, I actually had a girlfriend that uh, absolutely embraced my kink. She she took advantage of it and enjoyed it and really got into it herself. And then I just unfortunately didn't have a lot of luck. And when I did finally meet the person that I eventually married, they didn't like kink at all. They thought the idea of John in a cat suit was repulsive and weird and yucky. Mm -hmm. And so I went for 20 years not being able to explore and stayed faithful. Right. I did go to play parties, but it wasn't sexual. Uh, It was sensation and, and bondage involved. Right. So I stayed faithful, never had sex, never made out. But that it wasn't until a couple of years ago when I could finally go, yeah, this is normal to me now, and I'm fine with it. And that's after almost 55 years. You can imagine the difficulty on that. Then you'll appreciate the phone call I did a few years ago. I had a regular that I knew that liked to dress. And for him, it was just... Um, he didn't want to be a sissy. He didn't want to be a cuck. He just loved the feeling of lingerie, just the feel the, you know, it was his, as I always say that his stress ball, because mm-hmm. he had a very high powered job. And one day, and I still could kick him for this, his girlfriend called and he was there. And i had always encouraged him to be open with her. Cause to me, I, I thought it would be good for him to be open. Cause for him, that is a big part of him. And I said, you know, it was a big question I had for him. Do you really want to live the rest of your life hiding something from her when you could maybe find somebody that would accept this side? So one day she called me and she was just, I don't, you know, I don't understand. And this is what I told her. I said, as a girl, we normally grow up thinking of the big things we want in our life, the big wedding, the big ring, the babies, that kind of thing. I said, him confessing this is bigger than everything that is enrolled into one. I said, if you don't, I said, try it, let him explain it to you. Cause this is his other half of his soul. I said, if you want a hundred percent of him, this is it. I said, he is playing it all out on the table for you. I said, and you're never going to find another man that's going to be willing to do this. It's going to be very, very, very hard to do. I said, let him explain, explore it with him. I said, he's giving you everything. I said, just explore it and watch it. I said, pay attention to his cues. And I said, I guarantee you, you either, I said, you're either going to like it or you're not. I said, but if you do think of what you guys can have together. And I said, and if you don't, you need to find a positive way to end it. I said, because right now he is giving you his soul, his other half. And she called me, they called me, actually both called me a couple days later. And last I know they're still together and they were engaged. 
Oh, yeah. That's a nice story. Yeah. I listened to an episode of your podcast today. Don't tell me. <laughs> one that was uh, a few months old. Okay. And I've talked in this podcast about unsolicited dick pics. I have talked about what men think women want. Mm -hmm. You went into a, I'll call it a bit of a monologue today about things that you can send to guys to let them know that you're thinking that way about them. Mm -hmm. And you talked about sending pictures of private parts or if people would film each other or tape each other or capture on iPhone, I guess you would say, mm -hmm. and send it to each other. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of women who would say, I don't want the unsolicited dick pics. I don't want guys being sexual towards me because a lot of women aren't visually turned on. Some are, some aren't. Right. What is the converse of it? What is it that men want that they appreciate getting from you? I think when we do it, they know we're thinking of them. You know, um, it's like a bad example, maybe, but if you and I were dating and we've been dating a while and today, um, say you, you actually, one of us has an outside job and we'll make it you. Say I was in the mood today and I was thinking of you. I probably would play with my breasts and send them to you. I would give you a warning text first. Um, you might want to be alone for this. <laughs> An SFW. Mm -hmm. In SFW. Yeah, exactly. And you would see me maybe just playing with my, just not, and I'm not talking like pulling the nipples, but maybe a little bit. And something that I know that would make you go, uh, you know, or I would turn on my Lush too and send you a message on that and maybe record the audio and us play that way. Um, men like those things. It's like when the biggest complaint I hear about women is like, he tells me how to dress. He, he buys me at least slutty lingerie and, you know, and he's just trying to tell me what to do. No, he's not. Do you know when he bought that? He was picturing you in that. That is edging. That is foreplay for him. So why not take the extra step as a woman and send him the little naughty things and say, I'm into you. And that's their love sex language. We were talking to a guest a few weeks ago talking about the fact that there's implied consent when you send things to each other. And the reason that a lot of women find unsolicited dick pics so offensive or untoward messages so offensive is even if you're sending a message, there is, incent, there is consent that is somewhat applied to it because by opening the message, you have said, okay, I'm interested in seeing what this person wants to see. But then if you violate that consent by sending them something they're not expecting, 
that can go the wrong way. What you're describing is something that is consensual. Right. Explain to me your feelings on the non-consensual part when people send them in an unsolicited way, expecting that this is what you want and you must want it pretty badly because it's from me. <laughs> and, and I'm not talking about me, of course. Oh, but I was I'm like, talking, I'm getting a dick. No, I don't like, please don't send me a dick. No, you, no. <laughs> I had two kids. It did its job. That's about all I'll say. <laughs> I'm not going to win a swinging contest with anyone. <laughs> I don't. And I don't. I don't drive a big truck either. I drive a Jeep. I make up for both of us. So <laughs> I don't get the whole dick pic thing either. Don't send me unsolicited dick pics. That'll get you blocked faster than a woman saying, Hey, check out my profile or Hey dude, I think you're hot. Check out my only trans file. I'm like, I have a pussy. So, you know, but um, no, I, I don't, I don't understand unsolicited dick pics. And matter of fact, people, most men are polite to me. I don't, you know, I'm not getting the old, and this is going to open me up for it. I'm not getting the whole unsolicited dick pics. Um, but yeah, don't. I would say never live by never send anything that you wouldn't want to go viral, period, the end, no matter what you say or do. So if you aren't willing to broadcast it yourself, don't do it. So that's why I think a, even when men, they call and they play with me, even on Skype, it's um, when I watch them, it's from the shoulders down 99.9% .9 of the time. What is a way that a man can send you a good message? What kind of things are in that? I would say, talk to me like you were wanting to buy me a drink. Um, start with that. Um, maybe ask if you found me through the show, ask me a question about that or to elaborate more, um, that kind of thing. Um, I'm finding the more serious ones that really want to get to know me, they actually get to know me and then, then they'll open up. I, I actually been to this. Um, and then you have others that just want you to read their story. Um, but no, just act like we're on a date, even though people are learning a little bit more and more about me every week about who I am and whatnot, just treat me like we're out and about and having a nice time, get to know me and actually have a conversation. Just, it's not hard to say hello. Hello is a great opening, even that's not used. Everybody tries to come up with the big wow line. Hello's just fine. <laughs> but not if that's the entire message. Right. Or hey. Hey, I don't like hey. <laughs> hey. Like, I, I always, I, that's what I always hear. And I'm like, no. So you mentioned that your inbox isn't out of control. Not yet. <laughs> you like it to be? I'm always open to emails and I try to, right now I can maintain and respond to every one of them. Yeah. But uh, I would love for them to be open. That's pretty interesting because no, most, most of the people I've talked to have talked about the fact that they're so out of control that they can't keep up. The thing is, I still think I'm relatively new, you know, and I just now started to really pick up stream 
and I'm really not pushing it anywhere but Twitter. So I don't know how people are finding me, which I'm not saying, please don't. Um, it, but it's very, because I started this just, I actually have a professional podcaster that does this for a living as a regular. And he begged me for a year to get started. And I never wanted to, I didn't know why. And, and when I do something, I like to know kind of a direction I'm going with it. And I just didn't want to be one of those people that just plopped a mic down because there's so many really bad kink sex podcasts. And there's some really good ones that bring a great message, which, and I think they all have their area and their reason to be there. However, I just didn't want to be ones that just plunk it down because I'm not in a niche like um, the other girls that you're interviewing. I don't have really a niche. I just have more of a broad. So it took me nine months. And um, finally, one day I was stuck in YouTube land, like we all get there. The rabbit holes. The rabbit hole of hell, as I call it. And off to the side, they had an old show of Red Shoe Diaries. And it clicked. Ah, I remember that. And I said, that's it. I'm sitting on 15 years of emails. You can find confessions everywhere. And what not... I never knew why I wanted to do this I, in something told me I needed to, or I should. And then I thought, you know, if I do this and if I can give like the guy in India, one way, a safe way to explore and show he's not alone. That's a win for me. Everything else is gravy. And I, that's what I'm hoping I'm doing is to show everyone out there that we all have it. We all have something that, you know, makes us scratch an itch or we, you know, in our closet or, you know, we all have that. It's if I give you the courage to even just write it down on paper and never even send it to me or even to write it down and send it to me or even go the far as going three towns over to living it just once. That's a huge accomplishment, too. But some people, I would say probably about 90% as far as they'll ever go is just writing in because that'll be the closest to reality. And that's okay too. Because that is, I've gotten so many emails just saying, hearing you read my words has shaken me. And that puts a smile on my face. If you were to sum up what Nikki wants what would your answer be? In life, I want a house on the beach. <laughs> not, not a huge one, just a cottage uh, with my dog Zeppelin. <laughs> In love, honesty. I want someone to explore with that can run beside me. That's a big thing. Um, that knows when to pick up and be there and knows when to let me fly you know, and just be there to catch me and not to let me get in too much trouble. <laughs> but uh, that just knows how to be a good man and or a good men and just be true. Tell me a little bit about the podcast. How would you explain it for someone who's never heard it? 
Someone that's never heard it, I would tell you, um, like I do my opening, I, it's very simple. I read emails that are directly and indirectly sent to me um, of confessions of things they would like to try or have done. Um, and some of them may be stories that they've made up, but like I just explained, here's the thing that might be the only way in the furthest they'll get to reality. And that's okay. But I want to show everybody that it's okay to have fantasies. Have you had a favorite story so far? Or is it hard to pick one? Oh, one of the ones that stick out, it was a couple episodes ago, actually a couple months ago. And I never, when you, there's two, but this one always sticks out just because how of a different view it was given. And when you think of glory holes, you think of disgusting and nasty and everything else in between. This guy actually broke it down and he talked about his neighborhood glory hole and he made it so he made it sound, you know, pretty sexy, but he also made it sound like you never know who's on the other side. They could be mysterious. They could be the woman next door. They could be kind of like the way I opened my show. They can be anybody. It just gave me a different outlook than the ones you pull up on the porn sites. So I, I found it very maybe simplistic and maybe fantasy, you know, too much of a fantasy, but yet it was a different view. And I appreciated that. Uh, the other one was a man that knew he had problems making his wife come and he stepped aside to let an erotic masseuse um, give her pleasure. He, the masseuse didn't have sex with her, but he still made her come and the husband got to join in eventually. But yeah, that's, that to me was very impressive for a man that he was, a, he was a man's man and he put his pride aside for one night and let his wife really, cause she'd never had an orgasm and he let her have an orgasm. And I thought, wow, how amazing is that? Cause that's a huge gift on so many levels. And most people don't see it that way, but that is a very huge gift. That's amazing and beautiful all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so when I first heard your voice, two things came to mind. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay uh, that's a learned question with me i think the first thing is i thought you sounded a lot like a woman who does erotic hypnosis called mia croft okay and i wondered if you had ever thought of going into erotic hypnosis being able to use the voice that you have no i haven't i didn't even know that was a thing I may have opened up a whole new Pandora's box for you. Maybe. I, I would be very interested if someone knew the details of doing something like that. Because I'm just impressed you didn't call me Jessica Rabbit or. <laughs> You're not bad. You just sound that way. I know, right? <laughs> and the other thing is you uh, you do your your calls but have you ever had people want you to do custom audio for them 
that they can listen over and over as files. Yes, I have. Um, I don't advertise it, but I mean, I think I probably should start. Uh, it's something my regulars know that um, if they want a custom audio that I have done, I even even has gone have gone as far as there was a guy who's quarantined with his girlfriend, and um, I would text him on night flirt and say, "Okay, I'm getting ready to record," and he paid a fee to know my password for my Lush too. So as I'm reading him the story or telling him, actually with him, I, I pull up a porn that he likes and I will try to tell him what's going on in the porn and describing it while he's vibing me. So he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, but yes, I have done some recordings. So you talk about your Lush too. Have you ever been asked to control a Max 2 for them? Yes. Tell Hands me down. about that. It's interesting. Oh my God. I've done it. This guy will call me from a hotel when he goes out on a business trip. And uh, I had never played with one. He was my first introduction. And he had it in. And I just remember, I don't, have you ever done one? Have you ever controlled one? <laughs> uh, my own. So that's a yes. <laughs> yes, I do own one. You can't turn beet red and laugh and not be known. <laughs> Nikki is able to see me through the Zoom call, which is why she knows that I've turned red. It was so red. <laughs> the Lucky Charms box was not even close. Oh my God. Now you're fanning yourself. And yes, so I am. Why. yes, I am. <laughs> but it's, have you ever had somebody else do it though? Or have no. you done it to somebody else? No. Okay. You have to do it to somebody else. It's intoxicating, especially if you get to hear them. It's, I don't know how to explain it since you're not there touching them. It's just another way. But to hear the reactions, which if there's a slight delay, probably like, not even half a second but just to hear them it's like oh my god I'm it's just like no don't come yet I'm not done playing <laughs> it's very <laughs> but to watch him oh he it was like a it was like the geyser you know psh, everywhere it was amazing and then I was like okay get hard again because I want to do this again it was just it was probably like you know first time somebody played pong or with fire like when the the guys in the caves played with fire it was like that <laughs> must was have just, more you must have more but no and it was just you know even though i don't know much about him he only calls me every few months when he travels it was a connection beyond and i don't know much about him just by you know i'm here in my hotel let's play and it was just so i was like oh so yes i would love to play with a lover like that Absolutely, hands down. How can we find you on social media and the various platforms that you inhabit? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram if they don't, you know, Instagram tends to not like my photos from time to time. At D Nikki and I K K Y 162. You can find me on Spotify, iTunes, Podchaser, Google. I'm not on Amazon yet. I don't know why. Um, and you can also directly 
see me on my, or not see me, but re- listen to me on my website at dearnikki.com. And you can also send me your confessions anonymously, which I don't reply to from the website too. That sounds fascinating. Nikki, it has been fun getting to chat with you and listening to you as well. <laughs> this was a delight. I had blessed. That was a fun show. Nikki's such a wonderful person. And actually, we've become friends since recording this podcast. So it's absolutely wonderful to be able to present her talent and her personality to you. We always love for you to get in contact with the show. Please feel free to write me at john at datingkinky.com. That's J-O-N at datingkinky.com. And if you get an opportunity, we'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast on any one of the podcast outlets, including Apple, Google. There's so many ways to listen to us now, and we hope you will each and every week. I'm John. No around here is hi there, catsuit, reminding you to always remember consent and to love each other always. What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want connects with you on social media. Check us out at What Women Want P1 on Twitter, What Women Want Podcast on Instagram, and for our kinky friends on FetLife at WWW Podcast. This has been a presentation of Dating Kinky. Kinky done differently.